Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. Antonio Brown got two years probation per now. Yeah! Yes! Yes! We are back down to zero days without an Antonio Brown incident, which just makes the, the world feel normal again. Now, Alvin Kamara attended a NASCAR race, sends the Confederate flag. Broncos rookie wide receiver Jerry Judy broke the internet with his footwork cone drills, making him the true maverick of the cones of Dunshire. And nobody is more excited for the Broncos receiving group than Chad Johnson. Plus, Cowboys and Texans players are testing positive for the coronavirus. All of that, today on Let's Go Sports! This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. The Mothman Prophecies. Ah! Got him. Now, much like the corners who once guarded him, Antonio Brown has pleaded no contest to that moving truck incident that happened back in January. If you remember, Brown refused to pay like $4,000 for moving fees and then instead of just writing a check with the money he has, assaulted the moving truck driver and threw rocks at his truck. Now Brown got two years of probation and received 100 hours of community service, which includes helping feed the elderly, which will begin with him bringing crackers directly to Mike Mayock. And Brown received a 13 week anger management uh, program that he must attend. Ian Rappaported that several Dallas Cowboys and Houston Texans players have tested positive for the coronavirus, including running back Ezekiel Elliott. This seems to coincide with the quickly rising number of cases in Texas. My question now is, how are they actually going to do football? None of the players were at team facilities, but they will be when football starts, which means this shit would spread like wildfire if or when a player gets it. The only solution may be to force every member of the NFL to get it by August, which seems like a practical idea for healthy athletes until you realize the percentage of coaches who are old and overweight, at risk, and not to mention some of the offensive linemen. So far, the only funny thing I've seen with COVID-19 is football fans using it on Twitter to troll their rivals. Like, the players on the team they root for aren't just as at risk to get it. Hmm. I think the last two weeks have put uh, COVID on the back burner, which has maybe given me a false sense of optimism about the NFL season happening. So I think the real litmus test will actually be the NBA season. If we get the reboot of the NBA season, all of the games are to be played at Disney World. Every team will be confined to the Disney World campus, which would also be the case for anyone covering the NBA which means NBA reporters could be trapped at Disney World for three and a half months. Trapped at Disney World for three and a half months is the movie I want Jordan Peele to direct. Because <laughs> it kind of sounds like a horror movie you might have found on early Netflix streaming back in 2011, possibly mixed in with a little bit of Groundhog's Day. It's one of those things that sounds awesome to an eight-year-old, but in reality causes you to lose your freaking mind, hallucinating that there are actually eight dwarves and that Goofy is plowing your wife back at the hotel. I knew there was a reason I always preferred Pluto to Goofy. Now, NASCAR has banned the Confederate flag at NASCAR events, 
which is the right move by a sport I do not care about at all. From what little I know about NASCAR, I feel like this is the equivalent of them banning left turns. <laughs> Feels like it would have been a huge risk for them, but overall has been well received. Race car driver Bubba Wallace called for NASCAR to ban all Confederate flags at their racetracks. It took them two days, but they listened to Wallace. Next to, I don't know, a Klan uniform and that unfortunate birthmark on Eli Manning's inner thigh, the Confederate flag is the most racist symbol we still have in America. The fact that it's taken this long for NASCAR to do this is perplexing, but for a sport where all you do is drive around in circles, getting nowhere, seems fitting. And I feel like anyone that is upset that they can't bring a Confederate flag to a NASCAR race is the punchline in all of the Jeff Foxworthy's you might be a redneck jokes. Now Saints running back Alvin Kamara went out to watch Bubba Wallace race in Miami. All right, I'm going to Homestead Miami Speedway, check out my first NASCAR race. Let me see what, what I got on, a little Bubba Wallace action. Y'all check me out, I'll be on the NASCAR page. Doing a little song. Yeah. And his review? Four blushing emojis and one shit-faced emoji. Basically the same review the Saints get in the postseason. Now Kamara did report that the good NASCAR fans outweigh the bad, which seems to be the underlying truth for everything happening right now. But we're disillusioned a bit since all we see is the worst of what's happening. In the aftermath of the Confederate flag banning, NASCAR driver Ray Cicciarelli announced that he's quitting because NASCAR banned the Confederate flag. Everyone has made a joke about him having problems with race because he's never won one. But I would like to add that one of Cicciarelli's sponsors was Cicciarelli's moving and installation, the company he owns. Probably why he drives a truck and not a race car on the track. Do you know what is actually more offensive than kneeling during the national anthem? Bringing a Confederate flag with you to a sporting event. It literally represents the opposite of everything the American flag and national anthem are supposed to represent. You know, freedom. Which brings me to the most hypocritical stance we have witnessed. The people most pissed about black athletes exercising their First Amendment rights are the ones now using the First Amendment to argue in favor of publicly waving the Confederate flag. <laughs> the hypocrisy is thick. To lighten things up a bit, Chad Johnson, AKA Ocho Cinco tweeted this about Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, the rookie receivers the Denver Broncos selected in the first and second round of the NFL draft. Can I talk football and peculiar skill sets real quick, please? It's unfair that Judy and Hamler are lining up together. I can confidently say this is the first time I've seen three true number one receivers on one team. Johnson has been excited about the Judy and Hamler picks from the get-go. I've always liked Chad Johnson, and once I learned about his impeccable taste in music, I respected his opinion even more. Pink Floyd, The Misfits, here's Chad Johnson with uh, receiver DJ Montgomery and Richard Higgins. But then, then I clicked on the full photo, only to discover Chad Johnson wearing socks and orange Crocs, which now makes me question any opinion he has about anything. Never trust a man wearing socks and Crocs. 
Jerry Judy's workout has close to 3 million views on Twitter. Uh, Judy changes direction in this video more frequently than the MLB's return date. Jerry Judy has a few nicknames already like Judge Judy, the Jew, but I'm calling him the Mint because all he does is stop on fucking dimes. As impressive as this workout is, I think it's mostly a representation of how starved we all are for real sports. Now I don't make a lot of bold predictions here because I know the risk of looking stupid is far too great and I don't need any more of that. However, I firmly believe new Denver Bronco Jarrell Casey is going to ball out week one if it happens. The Broncos play the Titans to open the season, and Casey feels scorned by his former team after the Titans traded him away for next to nothing. He made a great point about loyalty in the NFL, and it wasn't even the line everyone quoted last week about the Titans throwing him away like a piece of trash that caught my eye. Casey pointed out that he played his ass off when the Titans sucked, when they were 2-14, and 3-13, and, and that it hurts to be denied the opportunity to build upon their success now that they look like a contender. The Titans traded him for a 7th round pick to dump his $12 million cap hit. Here's where I think organizations fail. They decide they have to get rid of a guy before talking to him. I have to believe Jarrell Casey would have worked with the team on a contract restructuring had they made an effort, but they didn't. So I think only great GMs recognize loyalty in players and then exploit that. They could have exploited Jarrell Casey's loyalty. Instead, the Broncos will reap the reward of an angry beast on their defensive line. Also in Broncos news, quarterback Bryce Callahan is healthy and running at full speed. Last year's free agent acquisition played in zero snaps due to a bent screw in his foot. I've also heard edge rusher Bradley Chubb is ahead of schedule. Uh, even though the offense has received the most hype this offseason, I think there's a real chance if these guys return, the Broncos defense is going to be better heading into 2020. Even those who want to shit on the Broncos offensive line need to check themselves, as Drew Locke was one of the least sacked quarterbacks percentage-wise for quarterbacks with at least 80 passing attempts last year, so the optimism in Denver should be real. And finally, Bill O'Brien has stated that he will kneel with his players if they kneel during the National Anthem. O'Brien went on to say, the best way for me to help this team is to get down to knee level so I can properly evaluate who I should trade next. You may not be able to see the forest from the trees, but if you get down on your knees, please, that's the next guy I'm trading. Similarly, Andy Reid has stated he too will kneel, but that's mostly because he's usually tired of standing by the time the game starts. Now this is actually a commendable move by Bill O'Brien, as one of the last things Texans owner Bob McNair did before he died was say, we can't have the inmates running the prison in response to more than 30 Houston Texans kneeling during the national anthem back in 2017. If that wasn't bad enough, after he apologized for those comments, he said the only thing he regretted was apologizing for his comments. To which I say, fuck NFL owners. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I am sorry for saying that. But now my only regret is saying sorry for saying fuck NFL owners. Yeah, that's the one. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. And don't forget to check out the one play every NFL team wants back video series. You can click on that right now on this screen. Drop those over the weekend. And Will and I worked really hard on those. So 
watch it. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.